Yeah, into what they call the reveal. <laughs> it's like a gender reveal of your ghosts. <laughs> yeah. But he said it went good and okay. they got an intelligent response. That's exciting. <laughs> like, all right. What? Oh, oh, shit. That's Ted the Cat. He's making biscuits while I'm trying to record the intro to this episode of the podcast. And he has a lot to say. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to episode four of the second season of the Anhedonic Headphones podcast to Electric Boogaloo. So many numbers. I gotta think of something else to do if there's a season three. My name is Kevin Krein. I am the host of this podcast, and I am the person who has been writing all of the content, all of the garbage content out there for the award-winning music website and Hedonic Headphones. The, the podcast, of course, is an extension of that site. Um... In case this is the first episode you are listening to, the first three are out there. You can check them out, uh, as well as all the episodes from season one. There are nine of those. They're available in uh, such legitimate places as Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Sometimes I forget to promote my social media presence. You can follow me on Twitter. I am at Kev E. Fly. You can holler at me. You can tweet to me. You can send me all your hot takes. I'm also on Instagram, working my way up to becoming an influencer and an icon. You can catch me a lot of places saying live, laugh, love. Uh, it's very similar. My handle on Instagram, it's Kev underscore E underscore fly. Or you can like the Anhedonic Headphones Facebook page if you are interested. I promise that I won't fill your social media feeds with a ton of garbage. So today's episode of the podcast is uh, is pretty big. This is kind of a big get for the show. Not that I'm out here chasing clout, but maybe I am. I don't know. Today's guest uh, is a co-worker of mine. He has been for probably around a year or so. But aside from being somebody that I work with regularly, he is also um, a regular fixture in the Minneapolis and Southern Minnesota music scene. He is the co-founder and co-frontman of the beloved uh, folk outfit, The Pines. Um, He also has a uh, connection to a lot of other Minnesota musicians. So we had a nice little chat about his eclectic taste, especially when he was younger. Uh, It was a very insightful discussion. So please welcome to the program my guest today. Benson Ramsey. Benson. Yo, what up? <laughs> Already after a great start because the microphone is picking up your head nodding. Oh, right on. Yeah, I'm going to forget. Yep. I'm waving too. <laughs> 
there is talk of making like a visual component of this podcast where it's just filmed too, so oh, people can cool. watch me sitting on the couch and the guests sitting in the guest chair and get it can get extra weird. It's surprising. Yeah, I don't know. I've watched some podcasts. I have it's too. surprisingly entertaining. I have too. Yeah. Um, there can be some day drinking too. Then I guess at that point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for coming onto the Th- show. Thanks so much for having me. Um, you. First, this is kind of a big, uh, not that I'm out here chasing clout with the podcast, but this is kind of a big deal because you are a celebrity of sorts. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> of sorts. I mean, you yeah, are, a, yeah. you are a, a accomplished performer. You are the co-front person of a band yeah, yep. called The Pines. Mm-hmm. Are you guys still active, by the way? Uh, not, no. Are you broken up or on a hiatus? Uh, it's never it's it, never it, been discussed is the are the pines a sore subject should i not have brought that up no not okay. at all no okay. no it's, okay yeah okay no um i i don't know kevin i <laughs> that's okay that's okay i didn't mean to put you on the spot oh no not at all okay all uh, right. you know life is just uh the you know we never it just kind of twists and bends so like sure. and okay. we don't we never were really one to like uh you know nail things down okay. we we, we okay. did it our own way and i guess we continue to do that in okay. whatever way that is okay yeah, all right yeah. okay cool yeah. um so you also you also do some solo stuff though too right no well i've never i haven't dipped too much into that okay because you did do that no that ambient set at the arts guild but do you do other ambient stuff on your own or you just i mean a break I, from i'm music? always playing and recording okay, okay. always okay. done that since it, putting out a mixtape anytime soon the streets are ready for the benson ramsey solo project <laughs> um i've done little things for friends you know okay. and, and i'm a member and friends with everyone at the arts guild okay so okay. they were looking for you know they asked me and i was you know happy to oblige and i didn't really know what i was doing and i actually was like going to do a all electronic set and then when i got there they didn't have anything to plug into so i <laughs> went home and just improved okay. some like you okay. know ambient okay. stuff okay and, uh, and which i always like i love doing that stuff okay. i'd like to do more of it okay. but uh, that's what i did for that that okay. thing yeah. okay um before we get into the five songs that you have picked, first I should mention you handed me a scrap of notebook paper <laughs> with a lot of things on it, um, and then you had you got to the point where you picked these five. Uh, the top five, and then I had to just keep writing because I... You had things you needed to work out with the podcast? Um, I understand. I was just thinking, you know, like... Uh, this well, it's a cool thing to do. I the podcast is interesting because of what you're, you know, like picking five songs. So, you know, like I mean, I have a weird relate. I mean, everyone probably has their own relationship to music, you know. And some people have no relationship with music at all. That's what I've learned from doing this. Um, yeah, which that's wild. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. But um, I get it. Yeah. So. A, have you listened to any of the first season of the podcast, or do you have any idea what you're no, getting? So you, it's that, no, that's good. That's good because my other another guest also, Rich Larson, who you know, yes, he is a longtime friend of mine. He had not listened 
And so he he kind of knew what he was getting himself into, but it was refreshing that he hadn't listened to the first season. So he wasn't coming into it with expectations. So really, it's just people that I work with or people that I know when we chat about music, whether it's like songs from their life, various parts of their life, songs that are important to them or whatever. It's just whatever. It's your time. I'm just the, the vessel to get right, you to, right to talk. Um the question that I ask everybody or try to ask everybody is what's your earliest musical memory? Oh, the earliest musical yeah. memory. And you don't have to answer it right now. You can think on it and we can come back to it before we wrap it up. Cause we got a lot to chop up here. You got, you have a very diverse mix of music that you've provided for the show today. I'm very excited about some of these. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> First one, a bit of a surprise. You picked a song by Enya. Uh huh. Do you listen to a lot of Enya? Oh yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And that's okay. I never got into Enya. Um, How did you? So this is Caribbean Blue. All right. Yeah. Before I guess to start off. Yeah. I'll I'll kind of kind of go with. I mean, I kind of want to sit like how I approach this. Okay. And I just approached it very intuitively. Okay. Like, um, I basically sat down. I mean, I basically, you know, kind of these, I thought it was kind of interesting, the things that popped in my mind. And these are the ones that have just, um, since I, and I realized I've just almost all these were kind of around, you know, my like. 14 15 years old sort of era you know and like but i've carried them with me sure like sure as one does with music yeah yeah and these are like all the like i've hit kind of north east south and west of like these are like yeah okay all right so the enya is enya your north yeah okay is like yeah my my north star I know. I'm sure she would be tickled to hear that. <laughs> how does how does one get into Enya at like a, in a teenage in teenage years? Well, so I guess to put it in reference, you know, small town Iowa, yeah, like yeah, yeah. What was going on at the time? Um, <laughs> probably like what? So you you were in your early teens? What like mid nineties? Are we talking here? Yeah. Okay. I'm kind of bad with years dates. and times. That's yeah. okay. That's okay. 
but yeah, like junior high. Okay. Okay. So this is around the time like I remember like Tool, Undertow, <laughs> yes, yeah. maybe uh-huh. Counting Crows. I still fucks with the Counting Crows. Love the Counting Crows. Yeah, I'm. I do too. And then uh, I don't. My friend, my you know, like my bud, who we were like learning guitar and and you know discovering music yeah. and MTV and things yeah. like that. And like um, his, I think his mom had Inya's you know, watermark. Okay. You know, that was the big one. Okay. Does that also have Orinoco flow on it? That's okay. Okay. Flow, yeah. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like it just, uh, it just made perfect sense to me. Really? Okay. I just love like, and I, I wouldn't say it hit right off the bat, Okay. but it was definitely like, I found myself like wanting to hear it. Should I, as as someone who is pushing forty, should I give Enya a chance now? I, I never, so. I never got in. Like I, I was always aware of her. Um, and then she had that song from the Lord of the Rings, right? And I was like, it was kind of there. It was just never something that I was like, oh, you know what? I want to get into some kind of like new agey, very layered, kind of soothing. Yeah, it was just never something that I was like. This seems like it's for me, but maybe it is. I don't know. I do you still listen to Enya now? Oh yeah, okay. all the, I all mean, the like I probably listen to Enya more than I listen to anything else. What? Really? Is that yeah. what? The, is that like in your car all the time? <laughs> it, it it it. The thing is, like, it comes and goes, okay. you know, like with anything else. But it's always been there. Like okay. it's always been like kind of my go-to like maybe there's like you know it's become like a sort of a comfort thing okay but, but yeah. then like each record i'll kind of like rediscover and like um you know um so i it was hard to pick a song but the record you know it was like sort of a i guess it might be sort of familiar if you're familiar with any but the shepherd moon record was a big one for a okay. long time okay. and then I honestly, 
and I, you know, people, I guess, have made fun of it, or I was like, is this, you know, mom music or whatever, <laughs> like, or whatever people call it. I don't know if mom music is a thing. Is mom music a thing? I know dad rock is a thing, but I don't know if mom music. Well, if dad rock's a thing, then you can, you know, mom music's a thing, and like, <laughs> I don't know. Got to smash the patriarchy with some Enya. Do you? So is Enya still active now? Is she still performing, recording? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I, like she put out a record maybe like three or four years ago, okay. and like. What so what also is super cool about Anya besides her records, like is just what I think is fascinating too, and I is she just does things her own way and like she's never played a concert. Um and she takes about there's usually like five, six, seven years in between okay. records. Okay. So she like really takes her time. Is it she can't she doesn't do shows because isn't it too difficult to replicate the way she like layers her voice and like yeah it just like is like not really possible in a live setting I think someone mentioned that to me once I think I've thought a lot about it because okay. I would love if if she ever did a show I mean like, you would go oh I would yeah wherever whenever <laughs> I'd go to Tokyo and and yeah with a residency in Las Vegas you would be there. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I think, I, I mean, they could do it. I okay. mean, uh, like, especially, I mean, let me guess, let's get into, like, what I think that really strikes me about it. I mean, it's very ethereal. Yes, is, of course. And, yeah. But, like, a lot of it, I mean, like, especially the early stuff, I mean, is, he- like, some of the coolest synth yeah stuff that I've, yeah i've ever heard and then it's just like the way her chords like rise and fall like the chord changes just makes sense to yeah. me you know yeah. like yeah. it just hits me and like and i just always dug and it hits me hard like i mean to me it's like you know like i've never been a genre g- guy okay okay just if it feels pure mm-hmm. or it feels like on it or it just strikes you in some way then yeah, yeah, yeah. then i then i dig it and okay. i'm in like so that's good a lot of people i found are genre people or are hesitant about certain genres yeah i mean most people are i think yeah. the music world got really genrefied. yeah i i don't know how that happened or what probably to sell or there was some way to it's a way to, because there, I think as more and more music appeared, you needed to have little reference points. Yeah, I suppose. But in it, you know, it's like anything else, like people want to feel a part of a group. Sure. I guess. Sure. And I, I just never have felt a part of a group. <laughs> I understand completely. Yeah. Um, I would say that some of Enya's stuff is, even though it's very ethereal, it's also it's like pop music though because it's infectious it, it has a classical component yeah. it has a, a pop for sure yeah it just has its own thing yeah. like it comes f- from her it's unique yeah yeah I, I it gets classified as like new age which has always confused me because i'll be like because i you know adore Inya, yeah. and like and i'd be like was well, there other music like this so i would kind of look into some new age stuff and yeah. I'm like this is not so yanni the is same. not yanni is not slapping for you then no okay that's i'd okay. say like more soundtrack like 
modern classical. Okay, okay. There is. There's a nice truck. Yeah, I should probably close the window. There's like energy company stuff happening. Unless we want that in the background. It's picking up nice on the microphones. Is it not too loud? It, no, it's really loud. Is it? Yeah. Hey, shout out to the fucking power company outside. Yeah, um, <laughs> I just, I love having the windows open for this because it creates like some nice, like, uh, atmosphere in the background, especially with ones I've recorded at night. There's like the sound of crickets and stuff across the, the way there. Yeah. But now that there's all this work being done in the front of the house with uh like two XL trucks, it's not exactly the same kind of relaxing atmosphere. It's like a crisp autumnal breeze and birds and stuff. <laughs> you to the light and he is from here he is from minnesota correct he's well he grew up in um pittsburgh but okay. he's been in minnesota yeah okay for, when did you so you're from iowa originally but how long have you lived in the area like when did you relocate to minnesota um i'd say like 2003 okay okay fall of okay. 2003 okay okay yeah Okay, so you're also kind of from here then, technically, in a way. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, just just down the road. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Mason Jennings, I never really glommed onto him. He's kind of like folksy, mm-hmm. blue is it bluesy, fo- most mostly folksy. Yeah, I mean, okay, but he's. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of like a. It's kind of got a pop thing, and okay, well, and. I mean, he's got his own thing, too. Is that what the impetus for all of these was, was people who did their own thing? I, maybe I'm indirectly. just kind of drawn to indirectly. it. Okay. There is also a, a theme in some of the titles, I guess, once we get into the second half. I noticed that when I was writing this up. But so tell me about Mason Jennings and Race You to the Light. So is this another teenage year one, or is this later on? Well, for this one, I mean, I went... This is a newer song. It's off his last record. Okay. Um, 
but I, it's such a profound song. Like I just, um, and it means a lot to me personally. Okay. One of the best songs I've heard in a long time. Oh, wow. But Mason as well has been, um, a big part of my, um, my, my, my life. Sure. Um, as a songwriter, a songwriter. And then later like a dear friend and yeah, I was just say, a comrade. Do you, are you friends with him? Yeah. Just, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, real strong friendship and okay. bond with Mason. Okay. And, um, when I first met Mason, uh, I was doing sound at this little Italian restaurant club in Iowa city. Um, I was, um, yeah, maybe like 20, 20 years old okay, or so. Okay, like, and okay. he came and played in, uh, at an Italian restaurant slash club. Yeah. Okay. And I did sound for him and, uh, you That's know, wild. and, uh, it was probably just horrible sound, but, um, <laughs> he kept like pointing at the monitor and you just kept like pretending to turn a dial and you're like, yeah, I got, yeah, I got you guy. Yeah. I, I did. I did a fair amount of that actually, but uh, I got his first record and it just like, okay. it like hit me and like I follow, you know, like was just a big fan and, um, that's where I was sort of introduced to Mason. Now that you two are friends, does he remember you as he the person did. who yeah, did he sound? Actually, okay. Yeah, we had a conversation about Johnny Cash, and he he remembered. Wow, that's cool. But Mason has amazing <laughs> memory. Like, okay, it, it, it's kind of he has a spooky memory. Like he can he, he can tell great stories, and like he remembers stuff, and very perceptive. Okay, yeah. I could be a father too.
is this Italian restaurant slash club still in Iowa City, or is it a thing of the past? I it's still a rest. I have not been in there since I was a young lad. Yes. Okay. Is Gabe's Oasis in Iowa City? Yes, it is. Did you ever go there? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I went there once for a show. Really? In 2005. What? Yeah. Yeah. When what I was, did you see? Uh, I saw the band World Leader Pretend. Okay. Have you ever heard of them? I'm not. Okay. They are They are no no longer a thing. They haven't been a thing for like a decade plus. Mm-hmm. But I was still living in Dubuque at the time. Oh, right. And they had just put out their second record. And I thought it was the best thing I had ever heard. And they were doing a show at, at Gabe's. And I went, and I it was criminally unattended. There's <laughs> been a few of those. <laughs> and I was keeping that same energy, though, and, like, the band came down to talk to me after the show, and it was wild. But, um, yeah, Gabe's was, like, a real shithole. Like, it's a real hole in the wall. It was, like, the first time I'd ever gone to a show by myself. I really hadn't been to many concerts at that point because I was, like, 22. And... I was like, wow, this is a dive. And oh, yeah. There's a lot of like lawn, a couple lawn chairs with like three <laughs> legs. And um, <laughs> yeah, well, that was I mean, that's where I saw a, a bulk of my you shows. You know, shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I saw a lot of yeah. great shows there okay. and a lot of not so great shows there. But, you know, you get it. <laughs> Yeah, and in, in the downstairs, I mean, which was where you just kind of yeah is hung out. I guess that's probably the was is Iowa City the closest big city to where you yeah, grew yeah. up? It okay. was like okay. you know a half hour. Okay, okay, cool. Um, so anything else you want to talk about with Mason and race you to the light? You said this one meant a lot to you personally. Uh, I do encourage guests to get into their feelings and get real on the show, mm-hmm. but if they don't want to, I don't push because my initial. <laughs> Initially, when I was asking people about this last year and I was like approaching people about like, yeah, we can talk about music and talk about what it means to you. Um, everyone got like super anxious and they mm-hmm. were like, I do not want to get into my feelings on your podcast. And I was like, that's OK, but that's kind of what it's the, that's kind of the point. But yeah. it's, it's if you just want to keep going and be like, yeah, I like this one. It's good. Got good energy. Next song. Um, that's that's cool, too. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm happy to talk. All okay. of, I mean, with this stuff, very meaningful. But with this song, I mean, there was a few years. There was some tough years, kind of just. I mean, spiritually and just sort of. Um, just life got pretty heavy. And sure. I'd say. And at the time, we were sort of living close to each other. Okay. We would just. Um, we would meet at this lake up in the cities. Okay. It was like in between our houses. Okay. And we, we just walk around that lake and just, you know, just sort of just talk. And, um, we must've walked around it like a thousand times. Oh, wow. Like, wow. you know, we every day we yeah, just kind of yeah, meet. Yeah. And I don't know. And then life, you know, started to kind of like loosen its grip and, he, yeah, this record and this and this song came out, and it just like, yeah, and it okay, it was like, it was so cool just because it hit me sure as much even though like we were dealing with different things, mm-hmm. but in a way it was very entwined and 
So I guess my relationship to this song is just how amazing, like, where do songs come from? You know, and then when they come in... I do wonder that often. And how, like, yeah, just amazing it really is. Like, and this song kind of, like, refreshed my belief in that. Okay, that's good. Yeah. I like it. Um, Switching gears completely, this was the most surprising thing on your list of songs. What's this? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I can't even front and pretend that I didn't like this. I thought, yeah, point. maybe you, yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's another thing. People were worried that they're going to come on the podcast. I'm just going to ride their dicks the whole time and be like, you got terrible taste in music. Dude. But that's not what this is about. If you want to talk about stuff that you listened to when you were a teenager, I could I could probably uh, spend a lot of time no, talking dude, about No, dude, I listened to this like last week. <laughs> That's so good. I wish I had. I would that. not be offended if you can no, unleash no, no, not fury at all. on it. No, 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 I'm no, no. That's not why I'm here. <laughs> That's not why I'm here. I could talk about terrible ska bands from 1997 if you want. If you I want saw a lot of them in Iowa City. Probably Did you games. see Real Big Fish? No, but I okay. saw Skank and Pickle. <laughs> I never got into Skank and Pickle. And you die. <laughs> Lesson Jake? You listen to Lesson Jake? You fuck with them? No, but I saw The Urge. The, I don't know what that is. The Urge? Yeah, they were were a they a band? Ska punk kind of pop band from St. Louis. Okay. Okay. Made a name for themselves around the Midwest. As one does. song blind yeah uh probably at least on a top 10 list of track one side ones for sure oh it's classic um from their self-titled debut taking mm-hmm. you back way back night is this from 94 this album yeah yeah probably um what's your relationship with corn oh the band i absolutely not adore the, it. not this the, band not the if I could be in any band, I would want to be in Corn. 
you would play a seven string electric guitar. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, why do you like? So do you still listen to Corn? Oh, like yeah. new, new Corn, mm-hmm. new. Okay, you stuck with them through the good times and the bad times. Yeah, yeah. Okay, when they put out like a dubstep album, you were still there. Oh, I thought that one was pretty good. Okay, I just. <laughs> I'm just this is this is all fa- this is just very fascinating to me that somebody who w- is so s- steeply rooted in like folk music and and everything and you're so soft spoken and you're like wiling out to corn <laughs> in the privacy of your own home. Yeah, no I get that. Um, it just it's it's really refreshing to hear. So has has corn been a thing for you your whole life since you heard of them the very first time, or is this like a recent um, discovery or recent? No, okay. no, they've, this is a band. So okay, so like in junior high there was these. So like in the mid nineties, mm-hmm. you know, and then you know in small town Iowa or whatever or probably the same with minnesota or anywhere really just that time was like so me and my close friends you know like if we saw a band that we just recognized their name like we would try to go to the concert one of our moms would take us okay or like and i remember we would go to the library in our junior high Uh and they would have the uh, cedar rapids gazette and on Fridays they would announce shows, upcoming concerts. Shows. Okay, okay. And we would. Uh, I remember there was a Danzig was coming. Okay. To Palmer Auditorium in Davenport. Okay. Which was a small like. I think it's like a nursing college or something, but they had an auditorium and it was just basically like a concrete like gymnasium. Danzig played at a nursing college. Well, a lot of bands did. Okay. I mean, yeah, Nirvana had played there, and but it was just a small auditorium okay. on a college campus. Okay. And Danzig was coming, and he, you know, it was like um, vaguely familiar, you know? Sure. And so we went to the concert. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. My friend Shane's mom drove us, and we were in the front row, you know, just wide-eyed and yeah. like... Yeah, oh, I bet. I and bet. Corn opened. Whoa, corn opened for Danzig? Yeah. And this, um, it was fantastic. I mean, just, it was just amazing. And then Marilyn Manson played. What? Yeah. Corn, Manson, and Danzig. And then Danzig. What a triple bill for a teenage boy Changed in, the, mid, life, in the mid-90s yeah. in rural America. Yeah. You're, I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> It was unreal. I can see, I can see, I'm going blind I can see, I can see, I'm going blind I can see, I can see, I'm going blind I can see, I can see, I'm going blind I can see, I can see, I'm going blind I can see, I can see, I'm going blind I can see, I can see, I'm going blind I can
So and then we couldn't find the. I mean, we couldn't even get their record for quite some time. The self-titled corn record. Yeah. Okay. So is, did you see them before like Life Is Peachy came out? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow. Um. And I don't know. Just loved it. You know, it's got the. It's got everything. You know, I. I can't. I love the energy. I like the the band, band of brothers sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like. And. I mean, I've never really dissected why I like it, but I'm in thinking about it now. Like, <laughs> I would say it was just like a very cathartic, visceral rock and roll feel. Yeah. And it wasn't, I don't think, meant to be taken. It's not metal necessarily. Like, it, it's just kind of their own thing. And, and it, they, and they had a fun, quality to it and it had like a very like it has like a peaceful does it sort of does it like a peaceful feeling for you it does okay i i don't know like but anyway that's where it started okay and then i've just always followed like i've just kind of like always kept tabs on it and I, i pull it out at different times in my life okay and I love that they're still doing it, you yeah. know, oh, like, yeah. and yeah. that they like really, really care. And like, um, that is interesting to me. Cause then it's like, well, what drew me to this band? And obviously it's, um, something very similar, I think to all these artists where they like, they really care and it comes from a, a good place. Yeah. So, wow. That's great. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't say that. I mean, there was a few, you know, that I loved everything, or like yeah, I yeah. would say, like it wasn't necessarily like. I mean, I like I like I guess I mean I sort of admire the fact that it has sort of a stream of consciousness writing style, okay. but it wasn't really about the lyrics or like. It's in that the, way, about the feeling. It's about the feeling. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Were there any other bands of that style and that era that you got into, or well, just really corn? There. Yeah. I mean, okay. I saw a lot of it, okay. like just because it was very popular with my friends. And okay. Like, I mean, I would always kind of sneak home and put on corn records, my Inya, or you know, like some folk stuff, but. I enjoyed the sort of heavy yeah. music okay. of that time, okay. like Pantera or wow. you know White Zombie, wow. things like okay. you, Sepultura. Do you listen to the Deftones at all? I, I saw the Deftones okay. on their first tour. Oh wow! Um, see, but I, I didn't really follow them. Okay, anymore. like I enjoyed it at the time. This is, I guess, the Deftones to me are like what corn is to you because the Deftones are my first real concert really because I don't count the new kids on the block show that I went to when I was in second grade. Dude, I went to new kids on the block just a couple months ago. How was that? Was that good? It was Was actually really fun. Was it fun? It was super fun. Okay. Um, but yeah, Deftones and Incubus and Taproot were a concert that I went to when I was 17. Uh, where at? at the Eagles ballroom in Milwaukee. Yeah. I've been there. Um, it's an okay venue. It's a great venue. Yeah. yeah. Classic. Yeah. But 
I still I still keep tabs on the Deftones, and they do some cool stuff. And yeah. I like that the um, crosses. Oh yeah, Chino is like weird synthy, yeah, not yeah. really witch house project, but like, yeah, yeah. I he, dig it. He's in like a million other bands. I love that he just won't stick to the one. Well, yeah, and they, like I mean, it's kind of similar to the to the corn thing. I mean, he's he's still around, and they're they're like put on festivals, and they're doing really yeah, interesting yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, they've yeah. like real artists. I think that. Have you seen Corn as an adult? Have you gone back to see them live? I would love to. Okay. Like, um, yeah, if they come back, I would. I would, okay. I would for sure be there. Okay. They they uh, they did a tour this summer with Allison Chains. Then I would have, I would have loved to seen that. Even though you know, even though Lane Staley's not anymore, but but it didn't come here. But I've saw Corn a lot. Back in the day, because then I went back. <laughs> my, f- they came back to that same auditorium, um, a few months later, I think. And I, I went with um, my friend's older brother who lived across the okay, street. Okay, okay. And we went over because uh, he was a Megadeth fan. They were opening for Megadeth. Oh wow! So I went with him. Um, yeah, it was awesome. And then I was, uh, you know, I, I saw corn, and then I kind of just hung in the back. And um, this is, uh, yeah, I couldn't even drive, you know, or anything. So I, he gave me a ride, <laughs> and I gave him a ticket. And like, um, it seems like a fair trade. And I met, you know, um, some of the corn guys. That oh, for night, real? Wow. Okay. And they were, you know, super sweet and super yeah. sincere and yeah. very thoughtful. And so that was kind of cool. Did you get your ticket signed? No, but I had a I have a T-shirt they signed to Benson and like. Um, do you still have it? I do. Is it like framed somewhere in your house? No, it's actually in my mom's barn, <laughs> and I like keep a- meaning to grab it when I'm. Well, I have a. That seems a like a lot re- of old like uh, keepsakes. I was like, that seems like a really good place to keep something. It's a like terrible that. place. Yeah. <laughs> but recently, yeah, Gretchen and I were down there recently and pulled it out, and I I was really excited to show her. How did, that, how did that go over? Was she impressed? I think so. Oh, you, I, you hope I think so? so? Okay. <laughs> but I really love, too, yeah, and Corn 2 when he just freaks out and oh, does yeah. the nonsense thing. Yeah. Like just. Sca- it's like borderline scat I singing. Just, yeah. I mean. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's another happy April To every happy fool And you move through my dreams Like a trout moves through a pool Sure I will do anything But I blush at the reverie Sleep or come and go with me Of her drunken face as she stood there in my doorway, 
like a cat up in a tree. Sleeper coming. Blue. So we've got two more, and these are drastically different from corn. And this is a, just a nice, a nice seg, like a really nice kind of like in the middle talking about something totally different from these other things. Um, Greg Brown. Yeah. Uh, he is a folk singer. Mm-hmm. I feel like he played at Clark College in Dubuque, Iowa, and I had to like run lights for it or something. Um, Good possibility. So how? tell me about this one. You picked a song called Sleeper. So... This one goes super deep. Okay. This is, um, so my dad is a musician. He plays with Greg. Okay. And they, you know, they work, I mean, did all the records touring. Okay. okay. So okay. like, so I grew up going to get, uh, Greg shows. Okay. And okay. like, so it was a big part of my life, okay. my family life, my okay. home life. Okay. And you know as a t- teenager and i mean i i i enjoyed it i mean i loved being out and um and and hearing the shows and he, uh, you know and like absorbing it all and then i sort of picked sleeper when i moved out on my own and moved to iowa city and i had this you know one room in a old victorian mansion and a shared bathroom kind of deal and I put on Greg's record or whatever. And this song just like, it just hit me. Okay. Like, it was a real changing point. And I was like, I just, all of a sudden I got it. And I got everything I'd sort of been told and I'd heard prior. Okay. Kind of just like came into focus, okay. I'd say. Yeah. Okay, okay. It was like, yeah, how they do that, you know, in the hallway where like the, the background, like the background and everything just like. In like a movie, you mean? Yeah. Where you pull focus. Mm-hmm. That's the technical term for that. Pulling focus. It pulled focus. Shout out to my wife who taught me that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's very difficult to do, to do that with a camera, by the way. I think it's a good thing that it's difficult because then everyone would just be doing it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's easier to do if you have like real equipment, but she's like a. Like she has just like a couple of pieces of equipment for filmmaking and we had like a makeshift focus pulling thing and it was pretty difficult, but yeah. A small farm in Wisconsin for a driftless man Supper on the table and a lover's tender hands Though she leaves my salt and wood smoke for a job in the city Sleeper come and go with me children through the clover to the creek when orion's gone a hunting through the fields our wishes seek where we all can love each other like sugar in our tea sleep or come and go
last wild fling is over And a cold wind brings the dawn To rows of parking meters And the shadow of a blonde Who is standing by the wild ride In a pointless dream Sleeper come and go with me And it's another happy April To every happy fool You move through my dreams Like a trout moves through a pool Sure I will do anything But I blush at the reverie Sleeper come and go with me Greg, I mean, he, you know, being where I'm from and just like, and then the cool way that he's always kind of gone about it, you know, he started at his own record label and which the Pines later would yeah, go on to yeah. and like, and then just the way he does his own thing, uh-huh. like, and he just, and he's really good at it and uh, he has a lot of great records and like one of the best songwriters I've ever heard and was lucky to get to absorb it i think is that kind of like being brought up and with your dad playing in with a folk musician did that kind of shape what you would do or like your the direction you would take possibly i've asked myself that i i i'm sure it does okay. like if you okay. grew up around you know like military dudes you're you might have a an interest, you know, in that. Yeah. It might make more sense. Sure. Like, sure. so, yeah, the music world has kind of always just made sense, I guess. Okay. But I don't know. Like, but then I like a lot of these things that I know they would just absolutely hate. <laughs> you don't think Greg Brown is out there somewhere just like whiling out to corn? No first way. record? No way. No okay. Way. Okay. All right. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about this one before we get into the last one here? Um, well, I guess I should kind of maybe just dwell for a second on okay. what it is about the song where it's just... Um, just trying to reimagine it. But I think I'm really drawn to these songs and all art in general. Like, I like... I like songs that cut in and out of reality like that are sort of half dream and sort of half like real like they have enough realism to kind of like stir that sure. and then enough of like very impressionistic I yeah guess you yeah say. like a shadowy and ambiguous yeah ambiguous but yeah, yeah. so this was like one of those songs okay, that, okay. that introduced me to that concept okay. early on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I understand completely. There's that's, uh, of music that I genuinely enjoy lyrically. It usually is something like that. Yeah. And it's a, it's a thing that you can, you can't try to do. It's just something I, that some of these guys can just do it. I they can it, just do it. Well, they have an innate instinct for it, yeah. but then they're also like, extremely hardworking, you know, craftsmen too. Yeah, so. but the trick is to make it look effortless. 
That is the trick. Yeah. 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 And it never is. <laughs> it. I think it. It has to be, on one hand. Yeah. Like you can't force that. I mean, it has to be effortless. Yeah. For it to come in, but to get to that place, for it to be effortless, takes a lot of effort. Like. I get it. It's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seen the arrow on the doorpost Praying this land is condemned All the way from New Orleans To Jerusalem I traveled through East Texas the third person in this run of episodes who has picked bob dylan not this bob dylan song because he's got like a million songs so no one i would would be like no one is no one is gonna pick the same bob dylan song but three so cool three people three different people have picked bob dylan um before and i'll ask you the same question that i asked them do you think that Jacob Dylan is the more influential of the Dylans? No. Okay. No. <laughs> you didn't even break a sweat there <laughs> trying to answer that one. No, I think I I like Jacob Dylan. I okay. think he, I like I think he has some really cool records like the the one he did with the Rick Rubin one is super there's some great songs on that. Does he do solo stuff now mostly? Yeah. Okay. And in the Woman in Country record I thought was had some great songs. Okay. Okay. Um so you picked uh, a Bob Dylan song that I had not heard, but I'm also not well versed in Bob Dylan. This is just not one that I was aware of. Uh, Blind Willie McTell. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the what's your connection to this one? Okay, so this one I kind of had to think about because I I mean I had to put Bob Dylan on there just because I mean he really if in the world of songwriting it 
He's just kind of like, you know, the Michael Jordan or whatever. <laughs> Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> to put it in a sports reference. Yeah, for all the people who are listening to this <laughs> podcast who like sports more than two people talking about music. Yeah. I hope they get it now. Um, huge basketball And it had a fans. huge effect when, because like, I think what he did for me, like, was not introduce me almost like just to his music, mm-hmm. but into music in a different mindset. Like, okay. so like, I remember the moment it made sense. Cause like my dad would, you know, like, Oh, you should check out Bob Dylan. You know, I'd be like, I'd be listening to like, you know, like Joshua tree or something. Sure, He'd be like, sure. You should, you should check this out. You know? And I'd be like, no. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> I want Bono or nothing at all. It was that way for a bit. But it ma- he would make me mixtapes. Oh, wow. That's very thoughtful. Yeah, it was dad. super cool. And he would... So I remember this morning walking to school, and I had a mixtape, and I put it in. And in was your Walkman? In a yeah, Walkman. Yeah, yeah. And I was walking to school, and it was actually a song... Um, um, it was a the Mr. Jones song, uh, "Ballad of a Thin Man." Okay, and it just was like hit my angsty mind or whatever, you know. Like, but the lyrics just like after I heard that song makes sense, then it was like I could all his songs said okay, made sense. Okay, so it was like. Something clicked. Okay. And it just changed the way I thought about lyrics. Okay. The way I okay. thought about songs. The way I thought were about... Were you... And now at this point, were you like dabbling in songwriting and in music? Because like when did you start yes, playing? Yes, but in a very, very like... Just... Early, like rudimentary way. Yeah, but I've... Yeah, I'm still that way. <laughs> like, I don't know. I never really like... <laughs> Developed your craft. I'm sure that that's not true at I, all. I I don't think I have. I, but I learned a lot from this. Like, it just changed things for me. Okay. And I, like to me, all this music, like like you could say, like say like corn is really heavy, but like the Dylan's lyrics hit me the same way. Okay. Or Inya's okay. like melodies hit me okay. the same okay. way. Okay. But uh, that that's when it clicked.
this song, as I got into my, I was, you know, 21, very early 20s, 22, and, like, really, uh, had gone through, like, I uh, got heavy into the blues. Okay. Um, and this was kind of my way of incorporating the blues into... Okay. Because, well, Blind Man tell, um, who's a real, you know, blues player, and... But what this song kind of was another one kind of like Sleeper where it, it and it's kind of in the middle too because like there's there's so much Dylan music right there and really it, is like and uh, sometimes a lot of his best songs are not even on a record like they're in like a compilation of sure outtakes yeah yeah which he's got a lot is of those fascinating too. Yeah, like yeah. just fascinating because he's like another guy who I think would have been really interesting to grow up alongside is to watch the uh, counter sort of clockwise sure. motion of his career. And yeah. Like, um, this is just one of those songs where it's like so many songs you hear and you're like, oh, of course. Like you don't even think about it. You're like, this song should exist. Yeah. Right? Okay. Or it's here now. But then there's these kind of songs that are like these kind of really interesting like creations where it's like when that song comes on, you can like feel the moonlight. And you and then the lyrics are like so based in sort of fiction. Mm-hmm. And just dreamy enough to let your your mind wander. Okay. And it'll wander each time you hear it. Yeah. Like, it'll go to different places. Okay. And, like, I like... It, this is a song that really unlocks that. Okay. That's deep. That's heavy, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> um, We reached the end of your list. Yep. Um, Did you think of a musical memory, an early one? I mean, we kind of tapped into a lot of yeah, musical I memories. Yeah, okay. I do. I have a good one. Okay. Um, so yeah, my, my, you know, my dad, like, so I had, there was records around and stuff, but I think of, I remember this, I remember having my little record player in uh-huh. my room and I had, you know, like, um, some Indiana Jones, like storybooks. Yeah. And I had, yeah. When you, when you hear the whip, uh huh, turn the turn the page, turn yeah, the page. yeah. Uh, and then I had Sergeant Pepper's, okay, and I had Thriller, okay. And I, my mom at the time was a uh, delivered mail, okay. And she came home. I remember her very vividly in her mail outfit, uh-huh. in her bag, uh-huh. and she pulled out Thriller. And gave it to me, and so. And was it addressed to you? Was there a? I took it as, oh, this is one of my dad's friends, uh-huh. and he mailed me his record. Yeah. So. That's how I sort of absorbed it. Okay. In my room, and I remember it was it was a while later, like. Um, maybe I feel like maybe a couple years later, I had a friend over at the house, and I was like. Oh yeah, Michael Jack. He, he mailed me a record. He mailed me a Thriller. 
friend of my dad's. And your mom was like, hold on. My mom up. was like, well, and he's like, called, called, uh, you know, bullshit. <laughs> and I was like, no, seriously, I was, let's go ask my mom. <laughs> I was like, mom, remember that time uh, Michael Jackson mailed me Thriller? She's like, <laughs> she's like, no, he didn't. I, I bought that, you know, for you. And I was like, uh, oh, it, was a, uh, it took me a second to choke that down. And oh. then I'm like, yeah, duh. Oh, that's kind. Of, that's a sad memory, but a good one. But I'd say, like, as far as records go, yeah, it was probably the Sgt. Pepper's was like my first, okay, like memory of music. Yeah, or recorded music. Sure, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. okay, that's great. Um, thanks for coming by to chop it up. Oh my god, do you have anything else so you want to promote or say before we? Before we peace out, no, I just want to thank you so much. Of course, and I keep do, like this is a really cool and oh, bless, thing. bless your heart for saying that. Yeah. It's very kind of you, um, Benson. Thanks so much for sliding through and talking about tunes with me. I appreciate it. Awesome, thanks, Kevin. Yeah.